Welcome to Ostensibly Ordinary Opinions. Welcome to Ostensibly Ordinary Opinions. What you might not know is that this is not the first time these things have been said. Anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, last week we had James Hemelman on, James Jimmy Baseball. Uh, we talked about World Series Game 7. Uh, we both made predictions, and not that I want to brag, but I'd just like to point out, seeing as how I've been called out on this show before for my lack of predictions or for my weak, weak stances, that I picked the Giants in Game 7. James picked the other team, the uh, Kansas City Royals. Um, who did not win? So, I was I was right. Um, anyway, we're back to the normal hosting gig. Luke is back, but it's not quite just a normal day because today is Luke's birthday. Yes, gobble gobble. Thank you, John. Welcome to November, uh, the year of the or the month of the turkey. I'm sorry. Um, John was earlier referencing we had done this beginning and realized we weren't actually recording, so that was a little awkward. That's what he was talking about. You may not realize these things have already been said before, um, but now it's all new and fresh and unrehearsed, completely unscripted, off the cuff. You may remember I picked the Giants at the beginning of the series. Nobody's surprised by that successful prediction. No one's surprised. No one is surprised. Um, yes, it is my birthday. Thank you for all those of you who have wished me happy birthdays, those of you loyal listeners. And those of you who'd like to wish him a happy birthday... Um, a day or two days or a week late, um, you can do that. Absolutely. I accept uh, happy birthday wishes up to 10 days late. Um, you can send me a gift. The address here is 1995 Luther Court in New Ulm, Minnesota. Um, it is my 21st birthday. Keep that in mind. And I hope to be going out tonight after some musical practice, so that'll be fun, John. Sounds like fun. I, I'm just still thinking about Ten days after, that's that's better than most return policies. From Yes, I'm quite generous. I like to uh, really give people a chance, uh, let them feel good about themselves by making me feel good about myself. That's very admirable of you, Luke. I try to do my best to help out society, John. So, John, there's this uh, thing that happened in the country that doesn't normally happen, sports-related. Could you tell me what this thing was? Well, Luke, uh, it was only the most monumental thing for this sports thing that doesn't usually happen in this country that has happened recently in this country involving this sports thing, and that would be namely the rugby match, which was held in Chicago this past weekend between the United States and the All Blacks, which is the team from New Zealand. Um, different country than Australia um, entirely. Absolutely, New Zealand, a uh, a dominant force, a perennial power in the rugby realm. Legendary, almost. Uh, truly legendary, the All Blacks, famous outside of their sport. Um, especially New Zealand national teams tend to do the haka, um, as made famous in the, I don't know. In New Zealand. Something champion basketball championships. Yeah, that that World Cup of basketball that yeah, no one that actually nobody cares likes, about. and that's stupid. But I mean, except for maybe like Spain and some of those European countries. The New Zealand team did the haka there when they played the U.S. and the U.S. players had some interesting reactions. 
I think the haka is amazing. It's uh, incredibly intimidating, when, especially when those rugby 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 <laughs> wow those rugby players are doing it. They've got thighs as big as my waist, and they're just squatting and screaming at you. And boy, it gets me going. I don't know, John. Does it get you going? I don't know if it gets me going, but it's certainly a unique thing that I think is pretty cool. Um, like you said, very intimidating, especially coming from those ruggly rugby players. Those ruggly rugby players who put a whooping on the U.S. team, 74-6, to six, I think it was. Um, pretty much that's a football score, kind of. Just think of it that way. That's how big of a loss it was for the U.S. But uh, great exposure to bring rugby to the United States. Um, there's a big showing with the yeah, crowd. About oh, 60,000 or plus. Yeah, they all attended. Um, getting the getting the sport exposed in the United States because a lot of the teams on the national t- or a lot of the players on the national team are amateurs and really don't stand a chance in these international competitions. So it'd be good to good to get the United States going, having a uh, a program that can develop in the future and become competitive with these international powers. Yeah, Luke, you brought up that point about the United States not really standing a chance. Um, in fact, uh, historically, the United States has never scored a try against the All Blacks. Of New Look Zealand. it up. Um, that's a fact. Um, so that just kind of gives you some insight to the organization, teamwork, and just uh, overall skill that um, New Zealand has. Um, if you've watched any rugby, um, which I've not watched a ton, um, not a metric nor a standard ton, um, neither one oh of my. those. Um, you soon learn how the organization like that is. There's more than just brute strength. Um, there's a lot of teamwork that goes on. And, man, I watched I watched part of this match on uh, Saturday, I believe it was. Yes, Saturday. Um, and there was just some, some pretty nifty little plays that New Zealand pulled off that just showed how well they worked together. Yeah, John and I shared a special moment last year when I came back from work late one night and the... Uh, NBC Sports Network were showing some rugby. Props. And it was 1 o'clock, I think, in the morning. And we we were watching this rugby, and it was just phenomenal to watch. Just a bunch of fun. We caught on to this one term and just screamed it at the TV for uh, during the U.S. comeback against, I don't know, Ghana or something. They ended up coming up short, but it was just a great, great experience. It certainly was, and uh, just like that event uh, raised our awareness of the sport in America. Hopefully this uh, event this past weekend will help those guys who are trying to play rugby at a high professional level here in this country. What an analogy, John. You are truly the king. I, I am sometimes referred to as the king of analogies by myself. So uh, speaking of analogies... Rugby is kind of like football. Wow. Whoa. F- football yeah, is it's kind of like a, I don't know. It's kind of like soccer because in soccer. some places they call it football. Like True. England. And soccer is kind of like football, so let's talk about the NFL. 
Well, Luke, uh, it's certainly relevant that we talk about the NFL, seeing as how we're still in the middle of the season. Um, a lot of exciting stuff happened this week. Indeed, week nine. A lot of games played. A lot of teams on buys, namely uh, the Packers and Lions and Bears. Oh, my. Yes, almost the entire NFC North. Um, the Vikings pulled through with the win. Thank you for representing our division. Um, Vikings, that's two in a row now, isn't it? Uh, I'm not going to say they've been against quality opponents, but the Vikings are winning games. Now, there's a lot of uh, controversy uh, coming out of this weekend spiraling around the Washington Redskins and their quarterback situation and some ESPN reporting and just it's it's a mess already um you would have thought that maybe they'd get rid of that but then you then you think about it and you're like uh Daniel Snyder's the owner um still got the same players they're still the Washington Redskins Joe Gibbs is the coach I believe yeah I think he's a he drives his little NASCAR team there every day (laughs) like a chariot no, Jay Gruden coaching is um, doing some – he's trying. He's trying, and he's got high expectations for his team. He's not letting them get off easy with any of these losses. But apparently it's coming from the higher-ups that RG3 has got to be the starter for this franchise. And personally, I don't think that's the route to go. Um, we all know about my prediction with RG3 getting hurt. How did that Kirk Cousins thing work out? Kirk Cousins thing did not have time to come to fruition. He had some nice games. He had some some struggle games that are going to come for a young quarterback. Um, I think they got to <laughs> – what they really got to do is stick with one guy, and you, you can't stick with a guy who's going to be hurt all the time, which RG3 will be. Well, that's certainly an opinion. Um, you might even say it's an ostensibly ordinary one. You might say that. Um, I did not. You did. Therefore, it came true. Um other big news, NFL this week, uh, Patriots seem to be rolling. Um, month of October now spilling in over into November. Uh, Brady's been on fire. Obviously having Gronkowski back, that seems to be a big big help to them, doesn't it? Absolutely. Mr. Gronkowski with his bionic arm making a, a neat little catch on Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Um, they pretty thoroughly whipped the previously thought to be the best team in the NFL, Denver Broncos. Um, a lot of people now putting their Super Bowl picks on the Patriots. Uh, just a month after they were saying the franchise is over, the dynasty is over, um, Tom Brady's too old. Looks like they still got it there in New England. Um, the Arizona Cardinals proved themselves to be a viable Super Bowl contender, in my opinion, this weekend, going against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dallas Cowboys reeling right now, but Cardinals only have that one loss to the Broncos. Um, They've been playing good football. They beat a very good Dallas Cowboys team on Sunday. And, John, they do it by having a balanced offense and a solid defense. Yes, the defense is solid. I think that's... That's where it starts. They've had a pretty pretty good core group there for the past three years. Um, offense balances there. They've, they've got some talent at wide receiver. Carson Palmer can distribute the ball well. But he's one of those guys where you just worry that he's going to cause that turnover at the crucial moment and just lose the game for you. Um, I'd say that's their biggest concern uh, is that – 
I mean, obviously they don't have anything better, and Palmer is probably the best quarterback they've had there since, well, since Warner left, um, and they've, they've stuck with him. But is he the guy that's going to be able to make a play if you're down in the playoffs late and you need a play made? The nice thing about the Cardinals and the way they've been playing this year is they haven't had to make those plays because their defense has been shutting down the opposing offense. DeMarco Murray did not eclipse 100 yards this week. First time all season that the running back has been held under 100 yards, failing to hit triple digits. Um, Cardinals defense can get it done on the front. They can get it done on the back end. Um, They've got some playmakers. But yes, offensively, they're not explosive. Um, They can run the ball, which will bode well as the football turns to that cold weather style and goes into the playoffs maybe seeing some some cold weather games of course if the cardinals came out as the top seed in the nfc wouldn't be too much concern about that cold weather football no but you never know what phoenix will turn into this winter maybe it'll just be a abysmally abysmally chilly yeah air conditioner malfunction so i'm just (laughs) cranks it up um cranks it down maybe cranks up the ac and down the temp i don't know um what an inverse relationship that is. But you you brought up uh, something that sparked some interest in my mind, talking about the Dallas Cowboys, and that is the NFC East. Um, you watched the Monday night game, you saw the Giants, and you saw what the Giants are. Um, and I don't think they're a complete team that can win. And then you have the Redskins, whom we already mentioned. And then you have the two teams that seemingly are at the top of that division now with their quarterbacks in question. Obviously, I'm referring to Nick Foles' collarbone injury and Tony Romo's back injury. Back injury, yes. Both quarterbacks in question. Nick Foles in a much worse situation. Um, I saw today that he's projected to be out six to eight weeks, not requiring surgery, but, John, I don't know if you uh, know this, there are only eight weeks left in the season. Wow. So that means Mark Sanchez could be the quarterback of this team for the rest of the season. And I don't know how many points butt fumbles get in Philadelphia, but I don't know if he's going to lead this team to the playoffs. Well, I think people are too quick to judge Mark Sanchez based on one play that happened while he was part of a pretty bad team that also happened to employ Tim Tebow as a as a highly paid decoy. Um, the Jets this year are somewhat of an indication of maybe why some things haven't worked out for them in the past uh, because there is so much dysfunction. Um, Rex Ryan, some people say he's a good coach, some people say he's a bad coach. Um, I'd say maybe he's not maybe he's not the best head coach. I don't know. Um, it's probably going out of my knowledge base. But what I would say is. Mark Sanchez is playing on a much better team now than he ever really did at, when he was with the Jets. Um, Chip Kelly is a good offensive coach. You know They have other things there. They, they've got the two running backs that they run through. The, the offense is, is built to be you know simple for a quarterback to throw things. So if they can not rely on Sanchez having to be a Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning kind of guy who's running the team, I think they can get by. Mark Mark Sanchez was on a very bad team in New York. Um, That doesn't mean he played well. That doesn't mean he's a good quarterback in a bad system. He was still pretty bad. 
Um, he is surrounded by a lot more talent, receiver-wise, in Philadelphia. Uh, those two running backs you mentioned really haven't been getting it done this season. Um, talented. I don't know if it's the offensive line or just a, a decline with age, but the running game hasn't been what it has been in the past in Philadelphia. But Mark Sanchez really had some nice throws. I saw some highlights. The uh, the first drive, his first touchdown to Jordan Matthews, I think, was a beautiful throw. Uh, pumped off the safety and then just dropped it in. Um, really trusted his receiver, threw it before he was open for sure. Um, we'll see how, mo- how much Mark Sanchez has progressed. Maybe the Jets gave up on him too early. Maybe the Jets gave on up on him too early, um, or maybe they just decided that they needed to refresh, um, you know, close down the browser and just open up again, start from the homepage, as they say. Worked for your computer that was frozen here a second ago, John. Yeah, uh, a lot of issues today, bringing the, bringing the team back at a different time of day, um, a lot of issues. Um, but... You know, we can't spend all day just talking about the NFL. Otherwise, we'd become we'd become just too mainstream. Too um, mainstream. We don't want to be accused of being mainstream. Now we're not we're not trying to be hipster or anything. Um, we prefer a secondary river kind of kind of approach. Yeah, I mean, we're tributary um, here. Uh, where does the big river get its water? It gets its water from the tributaries. From us. So really, we're more. You're welcome, like, ESPN. Yeah, you're welcome, ESPN. Um. Anyway, enough analogies. Let's get to the point. Um, we're going to talk about some other sports because we like all sports, not just the ones that make a lot of money. Yes, you could say that now we will be giving some sports briefs or maybe for some of you out there, some sports boxers. Or sports you know, spandex if you're, if you're uh, you know, participating. <laughs> okay, sure, yes, spandex are used in some sports some sports not any of the ones that we were about to talk about i don't think <laughs> not sure anyway <laughs> um came to my attention this week that there was a sort of figure skating uh competition in canada um which makes sense because they like things on ice up there in canada you know hockey's played on ice and skates are and curling yeah um so it came to my attention that the lovely ashley wagner um, whom we have mentioned before on this show, took second place, silver medal at the uh, at Skate Canada, the Grand Prix. Um, we'd like to congratulate her first of all, and then talk a little bit about what it means for women's figure skating in the United States. And what it simply means is that uh, Ashley Wagner has declared herself still relevant. Um, I've been been reading ever since the Olympics. You know, there's been some question as to whether she is. She's worthy of being the top top competition from the United States, but she placed ahead of fellow American skater Gracie Gold. Um, wow. Yes. Um, I, like I said, second, and the person who was first was uh, um, someone from Russia. I'm getting the name here. Checking your depth chart there, John. Checking, checking my figure skating depth chart. Um, Anna Pogorlia. Hopefully that no one in Russia listens to this because we apologize for butchering that name. We do have an international reaching with this podcast. Yes. But um, I don't think if anyone would like to send us a proper pronunciation of that name, you're welcome to. But anyway, uh, congrats, Ashley Wagner, on your success. 
Thanks, Ash. You rock. Um, Luke, did you did you have anything else from the world of sports? I mean, we already talked about rugby. Um, maybe another sport on ice. The Detroit Red Wings going against the Ottawa Senators tonight. Uh, both pretty uh middle of the road teams right now. Um, be a good game. Uh, Datsuk playing well for the Red Wings. Uh, Jimmy Howard playing well for the Red Wings. Datsuk. Now there is a name. There is a Russian name I can pronounce. <laughs> so uh, Red Wings been playing pretty well. Lots of overtime games. We'll see if they can start winning in regulation. Yeah, the uh, the Avalanche also played tonight. Uh, they've been playing a lot better since the start of the season. Still haven't quite gotten over the hump to the point where they're consistently winning games in regulation. Gotta get gotta get that five on five going well. Interesting statistic. Um, for any of you interested in how things are gonna shake up, shake shake out, shake up, shape out, whatever it may be in the uh, Central Division, um, and might actually care about the way the Avs are playing. Um, their penalty kill has been like close to a hundred percent this this season so far, um, which is remarkable considering the fact that. Some people say the weakness of the Avs is their defense. So special teams play has been good. Power play has heated up. Um, just a little bit of insight there. Interesting. Thank you, John. So thank you for making your sports underwear, you know, relevant and relevant, stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe not the best way to refer to the non-mainstream Let's say the, uh, the cash grab sports. That However, you, you do need your underwear before you can put on the, the clothing that you everyone do. does see. Yes. I mean, oh, the analogies. Yes. Um, anyway, here we are at the end of the show, wrapping it up like a present, which Luke will not be receiving on his birthday. Um, oh, that hurts, John. Um, <laughs> wrapping it up, uh, I'd like to bring to the attention of the <laughs> listeners that... Uh, also enjoy other quality sports broadcasting uh, around the horn today, celebrating its 12th anniversary 12 years ago today. Uh, the first episode of Around the Horn aired on ESPN. Uh, I personally believe it's one of the better afternoon programs on ESPN, and congratulations to you folks there. Yes, and while you're watching Around the Horn this coming week, um, how about trying some sour watermelon peeps? I don't know why stores are selling peeps right now. It's not Easter. I don't know why anybody came up with sour watermelon peeps. That sounds disgusting. Did you try them, Luke? Didn't try them. Luke, they were pretty good. Uh, I didn't want to steal them from my friend who was enjoying them at the moment. Um, but, yeah, that just sounds pretty nutty to me. Well, folks at peeps, um, not sure what larger company you are a subcategory of, but <laughs> um, you heard it. You heard it here. Um, you heard it here first. So that's all we got for this week. Um, follow us on Twitter, at Ostensible Show. Uh, big shout-out to Jarrett Boykin. Happy birthday, man. Green Bay Packers wide receiver, number 11. Um, and if you'd like to help us pronouncing any Russian names, you can also do that. So thanks for listening. Whammo!